Hey, this is Joey with ReSocial. We're here with Anthony, Emily, and Luna, our guest, Luna. Woo! And she is awesome. And uh, we are going to be talking about job talk stuff. <laughs> that was our title for this. But really what we're really talking about is um, both admissions and job talk stuff, meaning that a lot of times as academics or as new academics, like there's that feeling that you have when you're putting in your application to undergrad, putting in your application to graduate school, applying for that first job, applying for that internship, uh, applying for that second or third job as a professor. Not that I've done that a couple of times. And, um, and what those feelings are like, how sometimes they're different and kind of uh, sharing our own experiences to hopefully help you have a, a better understanding of the experiences that we, we kind of share, you know, that we, we go through as a group. So, yeah, Anthony, you want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll quickly give a quick preface. Um, I'm sick while recording this video. I have a sinus infection, hence the horse type raspy voice. And plus, I'm also trying to be the next Batman. So I was going to say, you know, I was, I was trying to be the, I'm trying to be the next Batman, even though Robert Pattinson killed it in the movie. So um, he, that was a good movie. Can we just talk about Batman for the next 20 minutes? Um, anyways, I, I need to go spend my three hours, <laughs> put my time in. <laughs> no, it's a good movie. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So in my case, I'm in the job market right now or on the job market at the moment. And so for me, it's, it's, it's weird. Like it's surreal to be completely honest with you. It's like looking back at everything, it's been so reflective too. And just like, okay, now I have to talk about myself. That's weird. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like I do that for a living anyways. So it's like a weird balance of like it being weird and normal at the same time, because I talk about myself so much on these podcasts and, everything like that but what's cool and that i learned through um a mock interview that i had with the amazing people that are in this podcast and a lot of other friends and mentors of mine and um that framing matters like really framing like your answers really does matter um how you um answer your questions and all that stuff really does matter and so um it's cool that was cool being able to hear all that and just to think about all that too and there's a lot of things to think about like when answering these questions and things like that so it, it's a very very man I'm, I'm, i like how fresh you are off of this experience and, oh i'm so fresh. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure how did we come up with the topic right it was because anthony had just done a mock interview with us and, um, but I, I reached back in the feels for me, to be honest about, um, thinking about those moments, you know, because like, for example, when I wanted to get into grad school, I was so hungry for it. I was starving. I was like, I want to get in. I want to get in. I, I, I annoyed the professors that were like, uh, the graduate professors so much that finally they were just like, look, like, you need to stop asking us about this, <laughs> you know? it'll be okay. <laughs> you know? I was like, I just need to know. And, and it was not like I was a straight A like student. It was that I just, I was so hyped about going to graduate school at that time. Like, I think that was like the most monumental one. And then like, for me, the most sad non-monumental one was when you have all your best hopes and all your best intentions 
And uh, I turned in my application for my PhD the first time. And, uh, and one, of my, one of my best professors forgot to turn in my letter of recommendation. And I just didn't get in because my application was incomplete. And I was like informed after, like after the decisions were made. And I just was like, oh, I guess I'm going to be a master's student for another year. <laughs> so, so there are the two tipsy-turvies of, uh, of my, my two tidbits about the uh, anxiousness of, of applying and, and how oftentimes, you know, we get really charged up in these, in these moments. What, what are your thoughts, Luna? I'm like interested in hearing like your perspective, like being an international um, former student now um, professor, um, like how, how is that process for you as, as, as an international student? And even now, like more recently when the job market, like how, how is the admission process for you and how is the job market stuff for you? I'm interested in hearing that. Sure. So I've been an international student since since 2013, uh, when I got into um, a graduate program at Hong Kong Baptist University. So uh, that was a very surprising experience for me. Even I did not expect that uh, because I thought I was going to attend um, a university uh, in the mainland of China. Uh, but then I got bored in my summer break. So that's why I... You, you know, I, I just got bored and, and I attended English classes with my with my friends. And um, what they talked about in the English classes got me really, really interested in applying um, programs abroad. Uh, so, so I just tried and got in. Uh, so so that was my initial step in this program. And I, I got really, really interested in doing research. And that's why I came here in the United States for uh, for communication programs uh, and more specifically in health communication. Um, so that was that was my initial experience and being international students here um, is was really challenging experience in terms of a lot of things, including healthcare. I had no idea how the healthcare system worked and, and I have to explore my way. And sometimes I guess I got sick a lot. <laughs> and so I have to like make those calls and go to those doctor's office and wait, wait, wait. Uh, but uh, but but that was kind of you know the learning experience that you have to go through, uh, and in addition to that, uh, reading was also very very challenging for me uh, in the initial process. And so I have to spend a lot of time reading, and for our program in communication, we have to you know read a lot in a time window of a week. Uh, let's say so I ha we have to read like 300 pages uh, so so that that was very very challenging you have to grasp the uh, the key ideas uh, but, but I was I was tough enough uh, to to complete that and get through all of uh, all that and, and even write research papers so uh, all the things was a learning curve for me uh, so I, I didn't know how how I managed to get on the job market <laughs> Um, um, for uh, for assistant professor, but 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 um, but my strength uh, let me do that. <laughs> wow, 
that made me think a lot about like, um, like process and journey of, of going not only to like, uh, uh, places you had never been, but just the cultural impact and then the real impact of like healthcare. Hello. Like, yeah, that's a really (laughs) good point. It's very practical in a, but in a very real way, like, you know, how do you navigate that? You're in a place so far away and, I mean, I just, just for me thinking about the billing and like some of the shock you might get with certain things right. and you're like, I've got an, oh shoot, I got a $2,000 bill. How does this work? What do we need to do? <laughs> like, oh yes. my gosh. Okay. Wow. Emily? Yeah. So I've been like, Luna, it was really helpful to hear your perspective on it. Um, Cause it made me think about, so when Joey and Anthony were talking about, I was thinking about how like that you have to be so like, to me, the difficulty of job searches or applying is that you have to be like really clear and have a cohesive idea of your own identity and how like can be reflective about what, where you've done before and where you're going and what that all means. But with, with your contribution, I was thinking about transition and how it seems like we're often asked as academics to do that at times a very big transition in our lives, which is kind of difficult. Like, you know, when you're, when you're moving somewhere, whether it be another country or even another state away from your family, like you're, you're in a time where you're kind of figuring out who you are and what, where you belong, but yet you're asked to say who you are and where you belong over and over again in interviews or in applications. And so I think that's been something that is, is complicated to me. Like when I think about, like, I'm not on the job market yet, but when I think about being on the job market, it's like, what, what am I going to say about who I am? Um, and is that going to be true for myself in five years? And does it need to be, you know, really when people are asking you those questions, they know that it can change and it can shift. Um, but I think that's the difficulty of it for me. Um, but also it's exciting because it doesn't make you do that. Like it makes you sit down and think about what you've done and what you want to do um, and who you are and like who your support system is, who your community is and what you really want out of your life. Um, and I think at other times it's easy for us just kind of fall into the patterns of life and just like the everyday and those um, kind of moments where we have to really think about ourselves kind of as if we're not ourselves um, is, is really helpful in, you know, determining what we, what we're going to do. I hope that made sense to other people, but that's really what I've been thinking about um, with well, watching Anthony um, today was thinking, you know, I, I know who Anthony is because I know Anthony personally, but he has to be able to communicate who he is and how we see him to someone in an hour. And that's hard, you know, and it's complicated. Um, and so we got to kind of watch you, navigate that today uh, which was exciting it really is difficult doing that like um like I'm still reflecting on it like like Joey mentioned earlier it's still very fresh in my mind and it's just like uh it's it's tough to really like think about like how do I explain myself to other people and how do I mention all these things that I've done to all you know and it's just it's it's tough to like do all that in one thing and try to think about all that. Like, okay, I have to reflect on all this and then regurgitate all that. So it's like, ah, it's, 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 it's overwhelming, but in a good way. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. So, yeah. But yeah. One of the, the things that I kind of picked up early on, I I, kind of, I call it wearing my, my anthropologist hat. Like I always have my little anthropologist hat on and I'm like walking around and I wear it in the faculty meetings. I wear it like, you know, on campus, I wear it when I'm at the gas station. And, um, and so one of the things that I just kept picking up and overtones for both getting into programs and getting jobs was um, 
to not focus so much on wanting to get into the most prestigious place, but to focus on getting into the place that has the best fit. And I, and, and, and so I looked at myself and what fit means for me. And then I would, I also looked at the universities that I was looking at and what fit meant for them. And I would always look to see if that was, you know, a, 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 a reciprocal. So like one time I flew all the way out to, to MIT and, and I met with Henry Jenkins and I like, right. When I met Henry Jenkins, I was like, you know, you seem like a really cool guy. I, I just don't see myself here now. Like I I've, I've talked to them. I went to their little mixer. This was for the masters in comparative literature program that they had at the time. This was back in like Oh three Oh two. And, um, and it just didn't feel like a fit for me. And that was really weird because I had literally dreamt of going to MIT. I, that was like a big deal, uh, at least in the early 2000s to go to MIT would be a big deal. I don't know if it still is, but, um, but it was like a, a really big thing. And so I, I often really do think about process and reciprocal like uh, relationships in terms of these institutions. And in my actual interviews, I say that now. And that's crazy because like most people would think you shouldn't do that. But I'm like just looking, you know, I'm looking down the barrel straight. And I tell them, I go, you know, like I really hope that I'm a fit. And if I'm not, that's fine. Like, you know, maybe we can collaborate. And if I don't get this job, like I'm, I'm you know, make sure if y'all do want to collaborate on something, hit me up. Like this isn't just about being hired. It's about meeting new people. And, um, and so I understand like y'all have got to find the person that really fits for what you're doing. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate y'all giving me the chance to be that person. <laughs> and they're just like, you're crazy. I don't really know if they think that, but I like to think that they think that. I got to ask Luna, what was it like landing that, that, that job? Like, what was that going, or, or what was it like going through the market from saying like, oh shoot, I'm going to get my PhD to like, and I need to get a job. Yeah, that was that was very overwhelming, I would say, especially during a pandemic. Uh, so you have to survive on a daily basis. And then you have chapters to write for your dissertation. And then you have to prepare for all the documents. I, I, I guess Anthony can really relate to this process. You have to, you know, draft up your cover letters and then you have to you know, tailor your comment, uh, uh, cover letters to every university that you apply to. And then they have, you know, each institution may have different materials required uh, for the application. And you have to create that um, in a very timely basis just to meet the deadlines and um, do all the right things as professors to write your recommendation letters. So these are a lot to jock um job between so 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 that was actually a very very overwhelming experience for me yeah uh, I could not do that without all my friends help so you're awesome no you're awesome so the support system plays a big role is what I get out yes. of that too like that emotional support in a prof for professional success that's like a big intangible if we think about it, or at least I'm not yeah. trying to teach, but like I just hit me over Absolutely. the head. Sorry. Well, I, I think that that's a really fair point because uh, what I'm realizing too, by watching 
all of these different job talks that I've seen my friends, you know, go, go through is that there's so many unwritten rules in the entire process that like just, you don't know, unless you like have mentors or community members that have been through that process. Um, you know, like deciphering emails, like what, what, what are they asking for me? What are they, you know, what do they actually want? You know, you can look at a university's website and say, Oh, these are the three things or the three pillars of this university. But like, are those things that those professors actually deeply care about or is, you know, what's PR versus what is like the actual identity of the university? And I think that that's a really complicated process and it's difficult in academia because there's so many things like that where you don't know like which journals you should submit to based on what your research is, which ones are predatory, that you need those people that have been involved in, in it for a long time to actually kind of guide you. Um, so yeah, so I think that that's a super fair point. Like the support systems is is definitely foundational to being able to land a job in academia. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly because I mean, the support that I had just from this mock interview that I just had was um, super helpful, and just feeling the love that I have from each and every one of you like meant a lot to me. And just like hearing that uh, constructive criticism too is just like. I was like, yeah, cool. Because I, I know that you all want the best for me and and, and um, just hearing that from you all means a lot. So that was cool. Just being able to be there in a room, digitally, of course, uh, or <laughs> virtually um, with people that, that um, I have so much admiration and respect for. Um, it, was, it was really cool. And hearing all the feedback that you all have for me uh, was just phenomenal. And I'm just very grateful. I'm just bummed out that I'm so stuffy and sound so measly right now. I'm just like, hi, everyone. You, you still sound beautiful to me, Anthony. Oh, man. And, and it's and, better this week than next week. <laughs> yeah. True. The, uh, you know, the other thing I was going to kind of jam off of that with was just, um, I you know, it may come across as like, uh, Anthony, that you're, you know, you're thankful, but like, um, but to nuance that a little bit, what's, what was really cool about the group of people you put together um, was just how you had a, people from a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different lived realities of both professionally and academically. And so um, the people that you put together for that meeting was uh, really neat. And so if, if it's okay, I kind of want to nuance it and just bring up that like you brought people from LGBTQ, you brought people of color, you brought people that are associate professors, lecturers, uh, graduate students. And so, you you know, for me, like, cr you created a, a reciprocal learning space while, while also doing a job prep interview where students were getting to see what that's like. Um, older faculty, like myself, I'll throw, I'll throw myself under the bus, got to see uh, what younger students are asking and thinking about and other faculty and other fields are thinking about and at other institutions. And so, you know, I think, uh, I think that's a, a really valid space to think about creating if any of, you know, if people are thinking about putting their application together for uh, going to school, whether it's undergrad or grad or, or applying for a job is to you know, try and create a diverse, a div, a diverse uh, group of people who are going to emotionally support you. I think that'll, that actually has a lot of weight to it in a good way. Oh, what do y'all think? 
I mean, I think that's totally true. Like, I, cause that's like, the thing is you, you know, when you're going for a job, you never know who's going to be interviewing you and what the dynamics of that group is and the diversity of that group. So the more different perspectives you can get before going into it, the better, you know? And, and I think that that, yeah, like it, it's really foundational. Cause if you just create a room of people that think like you, then you're not going to be able to speak to people that think differently than you. And there's probably going to be people that think differently than you in that room, uh, the interview room. So yeah, it, that's totally true. What do you think, Luna? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> oh, oh, we were just saying like, what, uh, what do you like? Uh, well, actually I had a question for Luna. Which was that like, did you do a mock interview? I, yes. I don't remember you doing one. I don't, I think. Yes, I, I did. Actually, you gave me a lot of great advice, Joey. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I was like, actually, I think I went to that one. Now that I think about it, <laughs> as soon as I asked the question, I was like, gosh, dang it. Your ADD is like you know, showing right now. <laughs> but what was that like for you? I mean, like, how did, how did it work out for you? Uh, it worked out really well. Actually, I did a couple of mock interviews with my friends. Anthony can speak to that uh, because I really did a lot. And as I wasn't sure about my performance, I asked my friends to do the inner mock interviews over and over again uh, just to make it more perfect. Uh, and the one last interview was the professors and everybody else in the department was also uh, very helpful. Um, because I got feedback from uh, very, very different perspectives uh, so that I know that how um, my research can be perceived from a different way. And Luna did phenomenal, by the way. Like her her mock interviews were just were, were fantastic. And when she did her final mock interview, it was just awesome. Like, so just Luna is amazing at what she does. Like, Dr. Luna, excuse me, Dr. Luna. <laughs> I got to put some respect on her name because she deserves it. She she worked her butt off for that. And so, um, yeah, Dr. Luna Wu did exactly that. And she deserves to be where she's at right now. So, And she's doing awesome things. So I'm very happy and proud of my friend. Thank so, you, Anthony. So to wrap us up, because we're getting close to our end, um, do you all have any tips or reflections? For, for someone that's thinking of applying to something going out there. Do a mock interview. They help. <laughs> All right. Be persistent. And my recommendation as someone who's never done it is to my friends, like, don't give up. Like if, if in this interview it doesn't go well, or if it does go well and you don't get the position, it's not the last one. So like, like Luna was saying, be consistent, be persistent. Just keep going at it. Yeah, I agree with all of y'all. Um, I think uh, one time I, I put out 40 job applications in a year and I thought that was a lot. And I've learned actually through people that put out hundreds in a year. Um, but I was talking to one of my students that like is highly successful. He's a, he's runs a, a communications for a community college uh, district. So the whole, all of the community colleges. And um, he has, like, if you look at his trajectory job-wise, it just kind of has this nice little, like, gradual thing. And I was talking to him one day and, and about how I put these job apps out. He's like, oh, man, like, yeah, I put out, like, 40, 50 job apps a, a, a year. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man, like, I'm constantly, like, trying to improve myself and think about, 
my positionality and where I want to be. And I have my goals and I have like a board and like, you know, like, like, um, um, it's nothing, uh, uh, of like trying to move on from something, but always just trying to, to see what's out there and what's going on. And it was really interesting to learn that from a student, right? Like someone that I had taught and then kind of go back and be like, wow, maybe that's something I need to think about. And so it's actually something I've employed since then. And that I, I'm always looking at the job market and I'm, and uh, I've always kind of taught myself to just not take my, myself and my position too seriously because, uh, because I've, I've, I've been unemployed like, and literally taken unemployment and had my parents financially help me out during that year and take full humble pie of not being able to land a job right away. Um, you like, uh, I think perseverance, like I talked about and, and, um, really like finding that emotional network, it, it does pay off. So I don't know. Thank y'all so much for doing this podcast. Luna, thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for, for indulging us in this, in this adventure. Thank you for inviting me. That's a great talk that we had. Luna. All right. Take it easy, everyone. Yeah. Y'all have a great day. Thank you.